19 Nocturne Boulevard. Nocturne Boulevard? Not far. When you hit Howard, hang a right. Howard meets Philip at a weird kind of angle. Then you cross James and Paul. You can't miss Nocturne. It's just past the automatic. 19 Nocturne Boulevard. Your address for suspenseful stories of the speculative, strange, and supernatural. Tonight's story is... Case 2 from B&B Investigations. The Naked Truth. Yes? This is 19 Nocturne Boulevard. Won't you step inside? Did you have any trouble finding it? What do you mean, what kind of a place is it? Why, it's a private detective's office. Can't you tell? Right this way, sir. Sorry to have kept you waiting. As one of Mr. Emperor's personal assistants, I am not used to... Of course not. Please, step into my office and have a seat. I'll uh, get you some coffee. Don't you have staff for that? Well, this is pretty much a two-person office. Where's your assistant? She's, uh... Paul, you're here early. Speak of the devil? Uh, um, hold on just one moment. Shh, there's a client. Oh, great. Well... I think he thinks that... Mr. Emperor would never put up with this tardiness in his employees. Employees? I didn't say anything. He just assumed... What? Look, don't get worked up. You know, this is the biz, sweetheart. What? The client is always right. Humor him, and we'll have a plum job. He's a personal assistant to Mr. Emperor. What? Oh, Emperor Film Studios? Ooh. I'm still waiting for my coffee. The sad fact of detective work, it's just not a job you expect to find a female in. And people have a hard time accepting that my partner in the firm of B&B Investigations, and in fact, one of said B's on the door. The smarter B. Don't be snippy, it's really not my fault. Oh, I know. Is Donna Bella, my partner. It grates that so many men just don't seem to feel like women, particularly pretty women. Or beauties. Me? Oh, silly. Uh, They don't feel we can be any more than princesses, secretaries, sorceresses, social climbers, or damsels in distress. Sure, some women make it to prominence for their brains. And then every pair of pants around says, wow, ain't she unusual. And we gals suffer in silence. On the other hand, it makes for a good cover, flying way under the radar, to be able to watch the goings-on and, uh, you know, take notes. True. Feeling any better? A bit, I guess. I probably should, you know, talk to the client. Go on ahead. I'll muse a moment longer. Would you, uh, would you bring us some coffee when you're done? I mean, you know, let them think that you're, uh... Yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll give you the one without. Without what? I haven't decided yet. <laughs> okay. The only thing that makes this job bearable, apart from the whole thrill of the chase, which is fun is my partner, Paul Bett. Big brute that he is, he never underestimates me. I think he regards me as a little brother in a dress, which ain't a real pretty picture. You should see his little brother. Sometimes I wish he did see me as a woman in a dress and treat me like one. Ah, forget it. 
two coffees. And about time. I, I explained to you about the errand I sent her on. Yes, yes, of course, but... This office doesn't exactly put me in Mr. Emperor's class for choice of... Ah, well... Interesting flavor. What is it? Chicory. Hmm. Yes. Amusing. Uh, can we get down to business? Do you need me to stay? Doesn't she take shorthand or something? She does, but, um, she does it out at her desk over the intercom. It's less distracting that way. Huh. If you plan to keep that one around for looks, you simply must find an ugly one to do the work. Not a bad idea. Though a little sexist, though. I am in the film business. Ah. So what is the nature of your problem? You are familiar with the prestigious filmography of Mr. Emperor? Golden Isles, plaques, um, every movie's a winner, of course. <clears throat> Almost every movie a winner. Oh, yes, but still a very impressive reputation. And not one to be trifled with. Unfortunately, my master also suffers from a terrible case of hubris. Hubris? Shouldn't he see a doctor? Funny. No, it's only... Look, be blunt. This is all confidential. Ah, it's his ego. It has simply swollen so large he can no longer see past it. And you want me to help you with that? No, no, it's the consequences which disturb me. I just don't know where to start. The beginning is usually a good bet. Six months ago, a consortium of people found their way into Mr. Emperor's social sphere. Goodness, what a mouth. He must have it embroidered on his underwear somewhere. Thou shalt not utilize a single clear and plain word when ten or a dozen fancy choices will do the trick. I was hard put not to fall asleep right on the intercom. And what did it all boil down to? He suspected a couple of scam artists of lining his boss up for a sting. But could he just cut to the point and say that? Indubitably in the negatory. The details were interesting, but not conclusive. There were actual details in there? Why, yes. Apparently this trio had wormed their way in Emperor's inner circle and pitched him on a movie they wanted to make. He thought it sounded like winner, but didn't run past anyone. And he didn't even stop to read the script. He just trusts his instinct they would be the next big thing. So he set them up in a closed soundstage, handed them a check. And since then, they've been needing more and more money for all those uh, movie things that movie things have. Actors, costumes, sets, props, film. Yeah, 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 but there's no proof they've ever spent a dime on it. They've made a big deal of auditioning a bunch of hopefuls and, you know... Mostly by letting themselves be wined and dined by all the big names. Or worse. And no one even knows if this movie is actually being made. And Mr. Emperor doesn't suspect anything? I don't know. Will would seem to think his boss might be beginning to suspect something, but uh, he's got so much invested in this damn project that he can't step away. His whole ego and reputation, both more monumental than his wallet, are so tied up in this... He's never had a flop before. Well, there was that one. Right. He mentioned something about that, but what's the deal? A silly little flick called Gone with the Wind. Ever see it? Uh, never heard of it. Nope. Well, neither did anyone else. Who'd ever buy a story of three pigs and a wolf anyway? Is that what that was about? Should I get that? Mr. Bet? Would you? Fine. B&B Investigations. How may I direct your call to B or B? Donna, what's got into you? Oh, Captain of the Guard. <laughs> I'm just covering the front while we decide on hiring a new secretary. A new secretary? Our last one um, won a bundle of dough in a radio contest and ran off to Barbados. 
Who'd have thunk that being able to name all the dancing princesses would get Cut you... the malarkey, Donna. Was Bet there? Yes. Ready to speak to Of course. Alone. Everyone wants you today. I'll just go buy some shoes or some other feminine pursuit. Uh, Donna? What? <sighs> Damn. Urgh. What? What brownie crawled in your shoe? I left them to their little boy games and decided to do the one thing Paul would never think of. Or approve of. Huh? Uh, what? See you in the movies, babe. Movies? What movies? Donna? Ah, it's up the guard. Ain't Donna with you? Ah, uh, she just stormed out of here. That girl has a temper. Anyway, I want to discuss her birthday. Birthday? What? Didn't you know? It's Friday night, and I was wondering what kind of arrangements you might have made. Oh, we've been really busy here. Movies? What? Uh, nothing. Yeah, Friday, birthday, arrangements. Yeah, right. I stood outside the studio where the fancy schmancy new movie was supposedly being filmed. A huge building out on the docks with no windows and only one door. Sorry, ain't hiring today. Closed set. Oh, please. I just came in on a bus from... Pumpkinville, and I want so badly to be in the moving pictures. Step up to the peephole. They're on the left. Say, you're a real beaut, ain't you? It has been said. Back home in Peter Piper, Iowa, I was the beauty queen. I thought you said you were from Pumpkinville. Oh, uh, I... Uh, Pumpkinville is the bad side of Peter Piper. Why don't you come on in? I... Might be able to squeeze in a screen test. Ooh, thank you ever so. Just be careful what you're squeezing, Bob. Hi, this is Klaus Holm, and I'm the creator of Tempest Investigations. If you like TV shows like Buffy, Angel, and Supernatural, you should check out Tempest Investigations. Listen to it on TFN, creator-distributed, fan-supported. I had no idea where Donna got to after our little dust-up this morning, and I was skeptical about Of the Guard's ideas for a party. Seemed pretty frivolous for a captain of his standing, but he was also an old friend of Donna's. I decided to cut right to the chase and go to the studio. Work can usually take my mom enough of any problem, but... I realized Donna had beaten me to the punch. I don't want to talk about it. What's in there? I didn't get a chance to see much. What happened? I didn't want to talk about it, but he just couldn't seem to take a hint. Oh, got it. Fine. Since I hadn't seen more than ten feet into the building, most of that being hallway, it wouldn't do any good to hash it over anyway. I've got it. Seriously. And all because I would not, could not on a couch. He offered you breakfast? Just drop it. I want to go back to the office. We do have some bleach there, don't we? Back at the office, the phone was ringing. Hello? Hello? Yes, can I help you? Is there anyone there? What? The music? Right. Oh, I was wondering. I have been phoning for simply ages. Where has your assistant been? I've been to the palace to see the queen. No need for that. And pussycat, pussycat, what'd you do there? Patty cake or not, it's damn sexy when she speaks foreign. I'm getting ready to kick what he puts in his chair. Ooh. Sorry about that. Uh, employee relations. Uh, what did you need? You're not relating to her. 
uh, on my time, are you? Anything on your time will turn up on an expense account, bub. Now, what were you calling about? Mm-hmm. You still need a secretary for the real work. Mr. Emperor has finally nailed them down on a debut. Friday night at Grimm's Chinese Theatre, and we have to do something before then. If this is another bomb, he will be ruined. We're on it. As long as you're not both on it at the same time, I'll be happy. Goodbye. <coughs> Music. Hello? Uh, what? You're looking for a secretary. Wait, I, I, I'm what? Look, I don't mind working for chump change, or even schlepping for a brute like you. No offense. None taken? But I do try to work for folks who got some vocabulary. I learned. Had a job once taking dictation from this big black bird. Couldn't say nothing but... Never mind. I'm just surprised. We haven't actually advertised yet. Oh, sorry. I spoke with... Uh... Donna? Is she here? Yes, she's in her office. Well, then, no, not her. This was uh, uh, a client. Oh? Oh. Uh, Mr. Emperor's assistant? Yeah, him. He suggested I come by. Really? Uh, well, uh, can you type? You bet. And answer phones? I got a gold-plated ear. Really? No. Because I knew a girl once with, you know... A Do go- I get the job? Well, I have to check with Donna first. Uh, Donna? Still annoyed. Uh, this might cheer you up. What? Well, look at you. Who's looking at me, kid? She came here for the secretary job. Donna Bell, this is, uh... Miss Locks. But you can call me Goldie. Goldie's resume looked good. And freshly typed. So we left her in charge and went looking for a way into the soundstage. Is that the Emperor Pitcher soundstage you were talking about? Hey, this is a voiceover, not a party line. (laughs) Cool, fool me. Let's take a drive and get some privacy. Really, Paul? It's so sudden. That's exactly what I'm worried about. Huh? The way she showed up, just so very sudden. Oh. Did you lock up the petty cash? Doll, our cash is so petty, it ain't worth it. (laughs) So why do you think she popped up just now, with a freshly minted resume? I'm thinking someone's caught on to that valet's worry, and wants to keep tabs on us. The potential swindlers? Well, we'll see. Follow my lead. Since the front door approach has been nixed, I figured on checking out the loading docks. Ah, drop me at the Union Hall, would you? Donna had a promising line of inquiry. Um, I, uh... I figured if there was anything coming in and going out, apart from money, there'd be someone at the local 509 who kept an eye on it. Can't do anything in the film industry without Teamsters. I'll take the voiceover in 15 minutes. When you're done, you mention a llama. Beast or priest. Either way. Dropping her off, I went down to the docks, figuring out asking around, finding out who catered the shop. Bye, sweets. See ya. Smart as a whip. That's just one of those things you say. But when you really think about it, how smart is a whip? And whatever has to be whipped. I found a parking space down at the end of the marina. Out of sight, but close enough in case someone decided to take a run-out powder. Speaking of powder, I decided to stop in at a Rex Druggist for a new compact and a bite to eat. Bet you get a lot of movie folks in here. Here? Not so as you notice, but why? Aren't they making a film down on the pier there? Are they? I ain't heard nothing. Who's in it? I was hoping you'd know. No, but I know who to ask. Oh? Who? There's this old guy. Comes in here a lot. Big nose. He seems to know everyone. Baron. Baron... Munchausen? Ha! Oops, is that the time? I was supposed to meet the local shop steward. 
There's two ways to deal with teamsters. Hire them and pay them a good wage, or don't hire them and pay them anyway. That's what all the hullabaloo was about in The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Making brooms that can tote water is the worst kind of scab labor. Of course, there are exceptions, and I found out this was one of those. Foreign soil. What? That pier. Used to be the embassy for Atlantis. But Atlantis sank. Yeah, but that pier is still foreign soil. Any work done there is subject to local laws of Atlantis. But what about things going in and out? Surely you must be handling deliveries. We would have to, but there ain't none. None at all. And we've been keeping our sharpest eye on them. Argus. Yeah, boss. Cheapers creepers. I'd hate to be your optometrist. <laughs> Guess I'm lucky I got 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20 vision, eh? Yeah, so you haven't seen anyone coming or going? Didn't say that. A couple of guys are in and out. Just not goods or anything that we'd have to handle. But the film crew... What film crew? It's just these three guys. No one else. So, crew must be living in there, too. Which would be a housing board violation, except... Foreign soil, right. Thanks for the help, guys. Oops, I'm running a bit late. Come on. I wonder when my new music will arrive. <sighs> it was a mystery, all right. Somehow they had a set with no setup, a cast with no costumes, and a crew with no shore leave. Far as anyone might know, it could be a big empty building. Empty except for the oodles of gold Emperor was pouring into it. And if there was truly nothing, how to save the studio, avoid embarrassment, and catch the crooks all at once? It was about time to grab those three guys and set them adrift in a leaky tub. Llama. Just like that? Yep. Can you get back to the office on your own? Ain't a hacky I can't handle. Meet you there. I'll take this for a while. I found something, something very interesting, out back of the warehouse, and was bringing it back to the office to examine it more closely. Too bad it was a little hard to fit in the car. That was reason enough to get Donna to find her own way home. Like a little lamb dragging my tail behind me? You know, only you could make patty cakes sound sexy. You should see what I can do with peas, porridge, hot. Rawr. Save it. Rawr. Can we get to the office already? Uh, sounds, sounds good. Welcome to VMB Investigations. Can I... Oh, yeah, good practice, I suppose. What... Happened. What do you mean? It's so clean. You didn't have a horde of magic forest animals in here, did you? Oh, no. I just didn't have a lot to do. I ain't real fond of forests or animals. <clears throat> Prison company excluded. Oh, good. <clears throat> but I draw the line at kidnapping. What did you do to that poor mug? I put a bag on his head. Goldie? Porridge. Oh, no, you're not going anywhere, sweetheart. You let me go, or I swear I'll break chair on your pretty little auburn head. Goldie, what's this all about, my little housebreaker? Whoever you are, you're not alone and you're embarrassing Miss Locks. Thank you. Mrs. Locks? Yeah, 20 years ago, maybe. Since then, she's been my wife, Goldie Taylor. I thought I recognized you. Aren't you that guy who did that... Oh, don't bring it up, please. What's wrong with a man taking credit for his past achievements? So I took seven in one blow. Yeah, 20 years ago, maybe. And they were flies. This is his big achievement. Honey, sweetie, 
Who are these folks, anyway? We're the private investigators who've been hired to find out what's really going on with that movie you're filming. Oh, that. Hurry, hurry, step right up. The most amazing tales appear before your very eyes. Gathered from the four corners of Earth and brought here to you at 19 Nocturne Boulevard. See the famous man-eating book of Sumatra. (laughs) Or a phantom direct from merry old England. Or aliens from beyond the stars. Even such as these cannot withstand our platinum death ray. Yes, our platinum death ray! All these and more spread out before you. And all we ask is a moment of your time. Spin the wheel and take a chance. Try your luck! Really going on with that movie you're filming? Oh, that. For all their bickering, I was jealous. They'd been married for 20 years, and I could see what she really felt by the way she looked at him. That and the fact he clearly didn't put her up to sneaking in and spying on the spies. You know, I can hear you. We are definitely going to have to do something about that. It started out as a little con job, but that's what they told me. I came in late in the game. Yeah, you're innocent as a baby fresh from a cabbage patch. And about as smart, a pair of grifters like that. They got me in because I knew the garment trade. And they need someone to handle the costumes. But there aren't any costumes? <laughs> yeah, that's the funny part. They mostly needed someone who could write a convincing inverse for the things they weren't buying. I hope you got some decent pay for this. You're really better off not discussing that in front of witnesses. Well, at first I thought it was just a joke. And then suddenly, before I even knew it, I was in right up to my cummerbund. And none of this is admissible in court? I clerk for enough lawyers in my day... I know all about hearsay. Tell us everything you know, Mr. Locks. Taylor. Herbie Taylor. You can call me Herbie. Okay, Herbie. And we'll do our best to keep your name out of it. Like I said, it's all a scam. More shell companies in a town full of mermaids. Constant demands for money. And all to make this movie they say will be over the heads of everyone in the audience. But why? I guess this producer wants to rise above the crowd-pleasing musicals and talking animal flicks he usually turns out. Apart from that one... Look, if I'm gone for much longer, they're going to get suspicious. If we agree to help you stay out of the hands of the guard, can you try to find out one thing? I don't know. I don't want to... Herbie? Yeah, all right. Whatever you want. I want to know what they're planning to do. There has to be something in it for them, or they cut and run a long way back. Yeah, I guess. True. With the premiere coming up, they must have one last big payoff in mind. Why don't you two get out of here? Me too? Sorry, but until this is finished, you're just going to be in the way. And stay out of our voiceovers. It was a pity, really. Goldie had done a bang-up job of cleaning the office. Is that what happened? Yep. But until the case was cleared, there was no way we could let her stick around. Maybe after the gala on Friday. Friday? Holy cow! What's that? Nothing. You go ahead, then. I have a few loose ends to tie up. Right. I'm out. (sighs) I was going to have to call of the guard and let him know we were otherwise engaged this Friday. I was hoping he hadn't done much in the way of planning, but I knew Donna wouldn't want to let anything get in the way of finishing a case. I was even thinking it might be handy to have around when, you know... Donna! Oh, well. Uh, music? Hello? I got it. Got, got what? What they're up to. They're 
afraid to claim the film's been stolen and cash it on the insurance. Maybe even ask a ransom. So last minute, no film. And they're in the clear. Gotta go. Guess it's time to report to the client. It, yeah. Didn't you leave? Couldn't think of anything else interesting to do. Sometimes the P.I. biz is just a lot of waiting, false starts, and standing around in the rain. Or giving bad news. What bad news? So I gave him the rundown, and he took it pretty well. Ah, no! You simply must do something. I could get him some more chicory. We were hired to get info, not to, you know... I'm hiring you again. Money is no object, as long as you save Mr. Emperor's reputation. Well, I guess we need to find someone who can make you a movie. In two days? Oh, I'll handle that. Why don't you figure out what to do with the crooks when we get them? What? But, but... Then we can skip ahead to the denouement. Uh, but... This should be fun. In two days? Well, they can't expect any miracles. The night of the big show, the theater was full of all those glittering people who appear out of nowhere every time a red carpet unrolls. Crowned heads in the nouveau riche, stars in those who just had stars in their eyes. I was with Mr. Emperor, only moments before the curtain was about to go up. What are you talking about? The canisters were just delivered. The, the what? They're being set up this minute. You, you could have given them some more time, you know. But the ransom call just came in. I... Must be a hoax. Come on down and enjoy the show. I don't... They really should be here to take their share of the credit. The car should be there about now. You can go now. The projector staff have their cans well in hand. I'm supposed to stay and keep an eye on them after the debut also. I'll find him a seat somewhere. That, that, fine, fine. See you after the show. Is he angry? No. Why? Nothing. What if the film is bad? What do we do? Plan B is set the projector room on fire after the first reel. Really? No. But what you need to do is to go out there and give the film a big build-up. Make a point. It's very highbrow and intellectual, and that only the most uh, perceptive people will understand and appreciate it. You know the kind of thing. Butter up the audience with one hand and threaten them with the other. Come on. I work for producers? Of course I know. The movie had a bit of a rough start, but once the people got used to the pace, they seemed to get into it. Since there were no kids in the audience to get restless and start saying obnoxious things, it seemed to go over pretty well. I made a point of being in the hallway outside the Emperor's box, and when the culprits tried to slink away at the last minute... Where do you think you're going? Uh, concessions. Need more popcorn. Me too! Movie's nearly over. Don't you want to take your bows? But it ain't out! Stifle! He meant it ain't in our style to be in the public eye, you see. Come on! Not so fast. A big guy in a pair of dames? Don't make me laugh. Oh, I wouldn't. Oh, jeez, it's her. You'd have a better chance with the brute. Really? What do you guys want? We want to avoid any unpleasantness for Mr. Emperor. So your job is to go out there and take your bows and introduce your writer-director, Sherry, here. Hi. She's real good with a story and saved everyone's butts. You wanted avant-garde, and I was dying to try something new. I still can't believe you finished it in two days. I had a great subject to work with. But what are we supposed to do after tonight? I suggest you should take some filmmaking lessons. If this is a success, you're going to have half the studios around looking to hire you. And most are a bit more particular than Mr. Emperor. Just as long as I get my credit. Since I mastered the final titles, I do. <laughs> I'll get any work I want after this. Picture it. A Scheherazade production in big lights. I'll keep them coming back, night after night. 
and it went over with a bang. Primed as they were, no one was willing to admit that the film wouldn't you. A more or less still shot of one fellow's face as he answers a series of more and more odd and uncomfortable questions was strange or incomprehensible or even dull. There was a certain hush in the theater from time to time, waiting to see if his response would be a lie. How she talks Pinocchio into it, we'll never know. On the other hand, if there's one thing Sherry's good at, it's getting folks to listen to her. We were just getting back to the office when... Sorry to miss your birthday, by the way. <laughs> I said I was sorry. It's nay on the birthday bay. I... What? I was hoping everyone forgot. Oh, I'm sorry then for that. Surprise! Surprise! What? Look, I didn't. What? What the... It's not my fault. What? Didn't mean to startle you. Your secretary let us in. Who can say no to such a face? What? Sorry, boss. Bosses. Bosses? Try getting rid of me. Besides, I make a mean cup of joe. Now that you know how to find us, don't be a stranger. We have enough of those already. Tonight's story... B&B Investigations number two, The Naked Truth, was written by Julie Hoverson. In tonight's production, Paul Bett was Joel Harvey, Donna Bella was Julie Hoverson, Captain of the Guard was Renaud LaBeouf, Willard, the assistant, was Barry Northern of Cast Macabre, Goldie Taylor was Crystal Thompson, Herbie Taylor was Glenn Hallstrom. The conmen, Tom and Dick, were Justin Charles of First Draft Productions and Big Anklevich of the Doonstief Audio Magazine. Mr. Emperor was Rish Outfield of the Doonstief Audio Magazine. Sherry was Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard of Gypsy Audio. The shop steward was Scott Pig. Argus was J. Christopher Dunn. And the soda jerk was Mike Campbell. Music for this episode was from somewhere off Jazz Street at www.somewhereoffjazzstreet.com, also available on Jamendo, and is used under a Creative Commons license. Background music in a couple scenes was also provided from Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. The cover art for this episode was by Brett Coolstock. Sound effects were found on SoundSnap.com and Sonomic.com and OneSoundFX.com. Sound and mastering was done by Julie Hoverson. The opening theme was by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. The opening credits featured Cole Hornaday, Renaud LaBeouf, and Julie Hoverson. All persons, places, and events in this story were fictitious or used in a fictitious manner and are not meant to reflect any persons, places, or things, living, dead, or undead. Questions? Comments? We would love to hear from you. Contact us at 19nocturne at live.com. That's 19nocturne. Or check out our website at www.19nocturneboulevard.com. Or join us in the 19 Nocturne Boulevard Forum over at audiodramatalk.com. This presentation is copyright 2010 to Julie Hoverson and Reality Productions. I still can't believe you finished it in two days. It's like a porn movie.